uh, how big is my intro going to be? Um, hey, what's up? My name is Keenan, and I am an artist and a singer and a dancer, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm what they call a triple threat. Welcome to the next episode of Introducing I'm Tim. Yes, an actor, a dancer, a singer-songwriter. Keenan is his name, and his new mixtape of The Heart Defense is out right now. He was kind of always destined to be on the stage. He's from a massive family um, from the west of Sydney, and, and since splicing his own kind of Michael Jackson dance mixtapes together as a young kid, he, he, this is where he belongs, okay? From there, he's gone on to act in big motion pictures. He's also walked catwalks. He's been nominated for a GLAAD award for breakthrough artists alongside Phoebe Bridges and Orville Peck, just to name a few. We start off, though, with a little bit of ASMR because we find out that's how he likes to go to sleep. So sit back and enjoy as I introduce you to Keenan. What were you falling asleep to? Well, it's just, you know, like, people were like, I was like, oh, cleanse, cl- cleanse my aura, clean, clean, you know. So there would just be, like, some spiritual mm. guru people. There's this dude with this beautiful fro. Like, his afro wasn't making any sounds, but it was for the eyes, you know. Yes. And then he used to set, you know, the nice um, fingers moving. Then he'd yeah. get the little scissors and just cut, snip off that negative energy. Just oh. a little snip. And then, like, you know, some of that. Sometimes you'd start seeing videos would come up and it's just, like, people, like, playing with people's hair or, like, getting little brushes and Mm. just, like, scratching stuff. Yeah. And it would get really peculiar like that while I would be even more and more satisfied. And so it was a little bit of guilt (laughs) associated with it, but mostly satisfaction. So it wasn't really any voice stuff. It was just, it was more the Foley stuff. You know, like how they have those people in movies, like Foley artists who make the sound of everything from scratch. Yeah, it was like that, but there was also like, you know, making sure that they're comforting you just like this. And now we're going to remove any of that negativity that's been with you. I like this stuff. Exactly. Oh, that makes me feel good. And that's my voice. Right, there, there you go. And that's self-love. There you go. Uh, give me two minutes. <laughs> Maybe five. Well, let's list the things that you you do as a profession. Because you are an artist, but then under that, I mean, we're here to talk about your music today, but let's go through it all. Actor. Yep. Dancer. Yeah. Singer, Singer, songwriter. Song it's connected. Yeah, it's connected. Sometimes I can do backflips. There so you go. I'm a gymnast. <laughs> and a coffee guy now. I'm a coffee guy now. <laughs> um, if it's machine's going to do it all for me, yes, I can do that. Um, that's that's pretty much that's about pretty it. Good. That's... Can't ride a bike that well. Can't swim that well. Like can't skateboard. You know what I mean? Like can't paint. Okay. You know. Oh wow! God, you're lazy bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can run fast. Can you, know? you? Yeah, I can run pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and uh, as as someone was saying the other day, it's like we're dating. We're going through all the things that you. Yeah. Where are all your talents? <laughs> yes. I cook a mean stir fry. Mean stir fry. <laughs> Accounting? No. Oh, good. Okay. No. No. Although like, th- these days, I think as an artist, I think you've got to be you got to have a bit of a business brain on you because yeah, all I seem to read is just managers <laughs> t- taking artists for a ride, and especially in the early days. Yeah. And now and like everyone's reclaiming stuff like Taylor's version and all that stuff. You know, everything's reclaiming things for themselves. 
Exactly. Which I think is wonderful. Which is, it is wonderful. At the same time, I've got this like deep appreciation for it. And I like definitely am like, yeah, let me try and be across absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And that's really intense for the level of control that I also need. Um, because I can also be a bit of a control freak. Yeah. So in some ways it's really, really good. In other ways, I also resist it because I'm like, wait, can't I just like sing and dance and act? Isn't that enough? Can I just keep practicing all that stuff? But then you realize like, yeah, if I'm not taking care of this admin, you know, then my my head just is really foggy. Yeah. And I can't really engage in the arts space of it. Yeah. So it's just like cleaning your house. It's the same thing. Like make the bed, do yes. the dishes, vacuum. Yeah. You know, water the plants. Yeah, there you go, Keith. That's good advice. Because I, I think, the, especially now I've been doing this for a while, the more the, the more people I speak to, the more I'm more in control of all aspects of their career. Like, I think in the early days, you used to just be a singer and then you'd just be carted around in a black van with sunglasses on yeah. going, duh. Not even <laughs> writing, not writing the lyrics. No, Are nothing. you even singing? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that you singing or is it someone Well, else? apparently in one of the Beach Boys albums, I read this not long ago, you know, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, they didn't even play any of the instruments on there. Got it. And the session musos weren't it. even credited. <laughs> Got so. it. And that's so common. <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty funny i mean i'm sure that happens a little bit these days but like not as much though yeah and now we we also have to be like ahead of our, like all our social media stuff and like yeah. marketing gurus and everything it's interesting yeah a song is not enough anymore mate no <laughs> a good song is not enough no it's everything <laughs> which is kind of cool you have to flex everything and and also it's very empowering to know that okay we actually have to we are the ceos of our of our thing, you know, and we've mm. got to, we've got to really get this business, um, mind and, and leadership sort of into play. Yeah. It's, it's good. Now that I'm in my thirties, I'm like, yeah, right. Just, just get to it. Keenan, stop trying. <laughs> so I'm trying to live that fantasy where that you're created, where everyone's going to do everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might come down the track, but I, I think maybe because you work really hard at the start, that's when it comes. Not Hopefully. because you were like that at the start. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, tell us about the, the heart defense. It's out now. And then we'll go, then we'll go back to where it started because this is what well, we're calling it a mixtape. It's yeah. not an album. It's a nah. mixtape. Yeah. 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 Tell us about it. Well, some people are like, no, it's an album. I'm like, I mean, if you want to call it that. I mean, I'm looking at it going, it's got, it looks like an album, it swims like an album, it talks like an album, but it's a mixtape. I mean, the project, the music <laughs> told me it was a mixtape, so I said, that's a mixtape. Um, you know, sounds cool. It, it, it came out of, I was writing another, I was writing an album, like mm. a, my second album, and and, and um, I just had so many songs, and once I was finishing that album, I just kept on writing, kept on writing, kept on writing, but I, I mainly knew that that second album was not going to be ready on the visual side. Obviously, like I'm a deep visual storyteller and I wanted to build up my skills uh, in, in, in create almost like these short films with that project. And I'm just not there. The bank account's not there. Yep. You know, things aren't there. So I'm like, let me, let, me, let me keep going back to school and train more. But as I was doing that, I'm like, gosh, I really want to put out some music. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sick of this. I got to do it. And I just kept writing so much stuff and and i was like you know maybe i just put out a whole other project and i thought i was like yeah let me just put out a mixtape i've never done that before i just kind of like whip it together and throw it out and um some parts were whipped together like the songs came together so fast but then it ended up turning into a much larger thing than i 
than I thought. And then everyone was like, this is basically another <laughs> album. You've basically now doubled your job. Uh, yeah. Created two albums. Yes. And now you also have to do the visuals for this one too. <laughs> and, you have to do that. and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I was watching um, the clip for Sit Down Again last night and again this morning. I love that so much. You Thank must be you. so proud of that. that, that oh. I can't look away. That's an incredible piece of work. Thank you. With, 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 with your dance background and obviously now with your singer-songwriter, what, what do you – does it all look at – does it – you, do you write a song with the movements in your mind as well or does that come after you put the song down or how does that work in your mind? Yeah, I think when I'm making a song that I'm really proud of and it makes me move, I'm dancing in the studio, you know, so especially if it's the first time I've worked with a producer, like I love like – I love when I get just lost in the moment and then I realize like, I don't know this guy, you know, and I'm just like going (laughs) off dancing and I didn't even warn him, you know, but, and that was actually the first song that me and um, uh, Pax on the Beat created together. So is that right? Yeah. That music makes me dance. I start to visualize um, the, the visuals or being on live stage with it. I don't have the actual steps, but um, I do have the feeling. And I actually remember it was Pax was dancing he was dancing like, and I saw his vibe, and I was like, "That's the right vibe." Yeah. You know? But it it wasn't until it wasn't until later that that I got in with my um, one of my choreographers, Caitlin Watson, and we just jammed out in the studio and we just merged our worlds together and and came up with the movement. Does that make you incredibly happy to be dancing to your own music versus somebody else's, or is it all just in, in your like? Is it a, in, is it a different feeling dancing to your own music? For sure. I mean, I went to a dance class the other day and the teacher surprised me by um, <laughs> choreographing the dance to another song on the mixtape called Come Papi. Oh, yeah. And like oh, they I were teaching that. the routine, we were learning it without music, and then suddenly they hit play and it was my song. <laughs> I just started laughing. And then I couldn't even do the rest of the class. I just sat down and watched everyone because I was like, it was so cool oh, seeing that's awesome. everybody just move and dance. And Yeah, like I grew up in, in dance school, so I obviously love to dance and I always had a dream like wow imagine if I could get even closer to the music and be the one creating the music and then I can you know create even more dance um uh I can manipulate the dance even more because I'm also part of the actual music Mm. so it's always had this really nice connection with between the movement and the sound with um with that comes up when I was telling a few people that I was chatting to you today, everybody just lost their moment. Dance Academy, Dance Academy. I'm slightly out of that age age bracket for Dance Academy. But tell me, tell me, tell us about that show and 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 what it did for you because clearly it made you very popular among a certain <laughs> a certain group of people. What did it do for me? Well, mm. that was the first like time I was really saying dialogue on screen. You know, I had done maybe a couple of little commercials before in the background, yeah. and I had done. Um, I'd been, yeah, I did like one episode of a, of a show where I basically just like pushed a kid in a trolley down a steep hill and mm. knocked him off the trolley. So it was an interesting role. Yeah, right. Um, speaking role or non-speaking role? I don't role. think I spoke. I was just like, oh, 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 whoa. Um, so this was a step Did you have to audition for that? <laughs> yes, actually. Did you? You did. Yeah. Crazy business. And Dance Academy was mad because I knew oh, it'd be so fun to act one day. But then I was like, but I don't really have any experience. And then uh, my friend, I already had some friends in the show. And I was like, yo, can you give me some extra work? 
it's going to be in the background because I need some money. Mm. And then they hooked me up with that. First season, I did some extra work in the background. And then the auditions came for the next season and first round was just dancing. So I was like, cool, I got this. Yeah. And then after that, they asked me to come in and, and, and read. And it was cool because even though... Wait, sorry, I should do that again for the ASMR. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I like it though. Even though... <laughs> Even though, like... You'll be listening to this to go to sleep to yourself soon. This, this whole podcast, I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Even though I didn't have much acting experience, I knew what it was like to be a dancer. So yeah. that show gave me a lot of confidence to... I made a lot of mistakes. And it was such a beautiful environment on that set. I'm still literally... Be- like, I was just hanging out with one of the cast last night, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're still best friends with, with, with um, a lot of the cast and... So well, how many years did you do that for? You did it for a few seasons, didn't you? I was extra first year, oh, yeah. um, supporting role the second year, like a guest, and then a part of the lead characters the third year. So okay. I just kept going up yeah, and up, yeah, up. Yeah. So I don't know what I did. I was really good at hustling, apparently. <laughs> I would like that confidence back again. But yeah, it, it changed my life, you know. From there, everyone was like, we're going to go to America and we're going to audition for more stuff. Mm. And then I just followed everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then... It was interesting getting overseas to America and people were like, are you from Dance Academy? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Did the hustle have to get real, real there? Yeah, it had to get real, real. Yeah. Um, it was so different. I mean, just- Do you feel how <laughs> relaxed we are here when you, when you go somewhere like the US, especially in, in your kind of line of work? <laughs> yeah. In the line of work, we're, we're way more relaxed here. In other ways, no. You know, in other ways- it is so excessive over there in times and, and you can kind of have, you can be like, all right, so we're going to bring the camels out, um, camels out, then the puppies will arrive and then the horse will come. They'll all be smoking weed over there and you guys will start dancing on the one, two, three and the golf clubs are going to hit on the four. Um, and then we're going to have the buggies come here and everyone's like, okay, sounds good. You know, and you're like, wait, and this is a low, low, low budget video. Like, so they're just making so much stuff all the time that that's true. that's very casual. Yeah, I, I love that so much. I hope that's a real video somewhere I can find. I did. Uh, it wasn't a camel, actually. It was an alpaca, and I did have puppies, and I did have golf clubs. That was a real video. Oh yeah. wow! It's like you, you. I feel like they're more casual about um, people being like pretty crazy, and, yes. and they'll support it. Yeah. Okay. I think we're a bit more like grounded here and like, are like, is that, is that a good idea? Is, is the alpaca necessary? <laughs> is the alpaca necessary, mate? Do you yeah, really need yeah, the alpaca right. and the pu- puppies, you know? <laughs> Can't you just sing in front of a green screen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, America's hectic. It's an yeah. amazing place for opportunities. That's it's an true. amazing place, but yeah. um, so hectic. So it's, it's hard to describe in, in, in a short sentence, but I've definitely taken a lot from there. And I've learned a lot. Um, well, Australians do very well over there too. Maybe it's we do. We we take the right attitude with us. Maybe that's it. We have a really good attitude about work and yeah. about like yeah, just hard work and just getting it done and getting it did. They're surprised that we speak English so well. They're like, wow, yeah, <laughs> you're like one of us, but you you sound yeah. funny. Yeah, and for most of the people I've met over there, they're like, they got black Australians. <laughs> There's a black over there. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, What's that like? What's that? Is that that's real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> well, I went to school over there for three years, and my oh. sc- the yellow school bus driver couldn't believe after I was there for three months how good my English was. Because man, your English is real good, and I'm like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I usually just speak kangaroo, but yeah. I've been learning a lot. Yeah, that's right. Now, you grew up in Sydney. Yeah, Western Sydney. Okay. And a very big family, right? 12 of you? Yeah. 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 12 so kids. Out of the 12, were you? Were, did you have to push your way out to do what you're doing now? Or was this like what your family was like? I, I kind of do picture a big a family vibe of very fun-loving, moving people who are listening to lots of cool tunes and, and very supportive of each other. I'm just making that up based on <laughs> seeing the number 12. <laughs> I mean, look, I didn't grow up with all, all of my siblings. Okay. Uh, a lot of them, I, half of them I met later on in life. Yeah, right. So, but the way I grew up, I was the youngest kid yep. of, uh, of six at the time. There were six, I was the youngest, and we definitely had a lot of music around the house. I, I like everyone had their different styles that they loved too, but I was the youngest and I was super cute, so I got away with a lot, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance Michael Jackson in the living room every single day. So, you know, mum set some a couple hours each day for me to be able to do that but like also couldn't stop me like yeah. you know once it was it was my time was up it's like i'm like nope the time is not up because this song is now begun <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm here like this is going to be my life and so yeah the, i'm sure the siblings were like annoyed but also like they would come to my competitions and yeah and support and so was it dancing at the start was dancing at yeah, the start okay. yeah music came later i mean i started to i started to um because i was frustrated like i'm like i want to be able to make this song go into this song and this song and this song because I just loved all Michael Jackson's songs. Yeah. So I was like, how can I put, like three minutes isn't enough. How do I put like five songs in one? So then I learned how to like go from the two cassette tapes and like just start splicing those together. <laughs> yeah. And then... Oh, so you did yeah, that yourself? That's so cool. I did that myself. And I'm, I realized like you got to do it right straight away because the tape will get lesser and lesser quality. I, I used to edit radio phone calls like that, on, on like splice them on reel to reel. And so I'd come home with like cuts all over my hands. And like my dad's like, I didn't think radio was a physical job. I'm like, well... <laughs> I am very tough in my air-conditioned <laughs> <Yeah>. studio. <laughs> That's cool. It gets you really good at yeah. like timing and precision because you're just like, this is real. It's mm -hmm. not, I can't just keep doing it over and over. And how old were you when you were doing this? I was probably like seven. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually moved into to working on the computer and realized yep. I could add. <laughs> so much more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I was just like, Again, I was always just like, how do I get closer to the music, you know? How do I do that? Mm. And then, um, you know, mum was like, well, you'd have to sing for that. And I was like, true, singing. If only I could sing. And then, you know, I was already making poetry and then I just started writing songs and I was not a good singer. Do you remember the first song you wrote? Um, I think... So that yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the first in your ones. Face. She's like, I definitely do. <laughs> yeah, one. It was so super cute. Like the day before I went to a performing arts high school, it was just the song was just. I was so excited. So it was called Dreams Come True. You know? Okay, I love it. So and then I performed it for people maybe like the next day. Oh, and, how good. Uh, yeah yeah it was pretty corny yeah of course <laughs> but <laughs> that's like, great I love it yeah yeah you yeah. weren't meant to be dark radiohead vibes when you were seven or eight <laughs> no no but sometimes i would come on stage giving some real emo vibes yeah. like you, you know, think that's what you had to do well the song you know like there was some darkest i just wanted to express all of it so I would, one time, there was this one like dance i had and i put like a red blanket all over me and i came on like a red ghost 
um, to the show and I just started moving in this thing for like two minutes and then eventually I come out and I just like start dancing again. Oh, I love this so much. So weird. <laughs> but good for me. Yeah, of course. So then how do you go from that to what, what was the next step for you and your mum? Your, your mum was like, okay, all right, so this is, you're pretty good at this. You've done the red ghost thing. You've spliced the tapes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get this guy making some money out of this. <laughs> what was like the, the first professional thing you did in musical dance? Well, because that must have been surreal. Like, you can get paid to do something that you clearly love so much. Yeah, and I kind of knew that early on. Like, okay. Because we didn't have much money. You know, my mom was working like three jobs, single mom. She was working at the gas station overnight. So it was just like, I'm like, oh, I really want to help change this. Like, And I was like, you know what? I'm seeing a lot of these like the most amazing performers in the world, they also got some really nice houses and they're traveling <laughs> lots. I'm pretty sure if I just work really hard at this, like we're going to be okay. So yeah. luckily I just let it kind of happen naturally. I never thought about money and um, I was I had a really nice mindset. I was like, if I do the right things, it will come. And yeah. I was just lucky. Yeah. And um, Lucky my, with a whole lot of talent as well. With a whole lot of talent and definitely like complete dedication. Like yes. I wasn't out partying. I didn't drink. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't cross the road when the light was red. You know? I was like, <laughs> wow. I was just a, like a robot in, a, in certain ways until yeah. I got on the stage, you know? Yeah. And, um, but my, my high school, I got a scholarship to go there. It was a performing arts high school. So I was blessed to do that. And, yeah. and they had, that exposed us to like professional settings. Yes. So we as a school, they would select a few of us to go and do these dance jobs. And um, then when I was 16, I was in a music group. And that's when we started getting into professional recording studios and started shooting music videos. And, yeah, right. You know, then I remember we went on tour with like Omario and Fat Man Scoop. It was like, Amazing. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. What about them musically um, for you? Because, I mean, debut album was 2020. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the work leading up to that in terms of, like, obviously, because dance took you overseas and you were, I mean, look, like you were an MTV VJ and you were, you were acting, you were dancing. You obviously, did, to record an album, I would assume, has to take a lot of time and dedication. Yeah. Um, was that like a, did you have to take yourself out of that world and put yourself into the other one while you were working on that? Was that a, an yeah. interesting experience for you? I mean, luckily by the time I was 18 and that music group broke up, I bought my own equipment, um, and started to teach myself how to record. So then pretty much you know, a few years later, the acting brought me overseas, but I brought all my equipment. So I was like, okay, turns out. I'm going to be a full-time actor. Didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. So I'm just going to need to also like record every night and on the weekends and try to find producers and so I did that for a few years and then and the acting just never stopped oh yeah because you were in Love, Simon before the album came out so a few years before that was it Love, Simon yeah, and The yeah. Flash like that was it was just snowballing it was amazing and and I would like fly from whichever country I was back to LA get in sessions and then fly back but right. eventually I was just like I got all this amazing music but I really want to make an album and I really want to you know, make a statement to myself as an artist and I need to be able to have some time to focus on that, to, to find out what it is that Keenan wants to say because I was getting hired to be all these other characters. Yeah. And it was just a bit exhausting. And so I took the risk and I was like, I, I called my bosses and I was like, I got to, I got to dip. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to dip. Um, <laughs> I need to make an album. And, and they were seeing me already like, 
go pretty wild, I guess. And they were like, yeah, we were waiting for this to come. I had a feeling you were going to say this, yeah. you know? And they were super supportive. And, um, and then I, yeah, I left like at the time I left the flash, which was like a 10 month a year gig. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I went off and started making rainbow boy. Yeah. Um, it sounds like even going right back to the, the red, the red coat and everything like being a ghost, you're very confident in what your, in your ability. So did you feel scared like tapping out to go and do this album or did you just feel completely right? This just had to happen. Just had to happen. Yeah. I love that. I didn't feel scared, you know, like I was so determined and I was like, if not now, when, you yeah. know, and yeah, so I just went for it. Uh, you know, of course, everyone around me was scared. <laughs> you know, my mom was like, you're going to leave a full-time paying job, you know what I mean, to, to, to just get, like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and it, it, it worked. I mean, I ended up, you know, I ended up getting more busy and more hectic, you know, yeah. um, from, from doing that. And, of course, I look back sometimes and I'm like, maybe I could have found a way to keep the, that full-time paying job and do this but honestly the music wouldn't have been the same yeah I, I needed to like run off and be a fairy and just like and just discover like my w world of magic and then put that in the songs so I did that you did that um, um what's next for you are you it feels like you you've always got about 50,000 things on the on the go or on the potential to be on the go I do <laughs> I mean a lot of right now is like obviously promoting the mixtape and, yep. and and diving into even more of the visuals for that just because it's fun yeah um and getting on stage again you know we just developed like the live show so it feels like I feel like on stage is where I you know that's where I've got most experience since being a kid yeah so I'm most excited to to try and pull together like a tour yeah um would that be for next year are you able to tease that i reckon i can do that okay yeah that's the goal there you go yeah that's the hopefully goal. people in the other room are writing that down boop, yep. boop, boop, thumbs boop. up <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2024 baby yeah 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 um, <laughs> and uh and then also yeah still developing the second album so um working on the visuals for that i just want to refine my eye and and be able to to learn how to best you know from each element um tell tell those stories in a way that i think is like um beautiful yeah and keep popping into dance classes every now and then as well exactly <laughs> but that's yeah that's it like i just i just rock up to classes sometimes contemporary class or like or hip-hop or whatever i just go yeah um, we'd like to finish off with uh, getting our guests to introduce us to someone to, to listen to that you're enjoying at the moment. It doesn't have to be brand new. It could be someone that you've loved for a long time, but just someone that you would like other people to get in, in, into as well. Do I have to just choose one? You don't. No. You can go for as long as you want. We're going to always splice this. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to choose three. Okay, cool. That, that's what we're doing. We're choosing three. First is Victoria Monet. I'm sure a lot of people already know her, yep. but it's just because, you know, I found out she's my number one artist on, <laughs> number one listening artist uh, oh, yeah. this year. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me rep that. Um, and it's cool. You know, she's, she's, um, she's just been doing this for a long time. It's nice to see someone like that. Did you get yourself wrapped? Just quickly to interrupt, did you get yourself wrapped and find out what countries are listening to you the most? Uh, the U.S. listens to me the most. Yeah. Um, Lifty game, Australia. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, Sydney boy right here. to your boy from St. Mary's. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but but Sydney actually is one of the top cities. Like oh, there we go. Listeners. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And also Mexico and um, I think London. and Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, 
Second artist is Tizo Touchdown. I just think, have you heard of Tizo? I have not. Okay, Tizo's mad. He's crazy. Yeah. If you ever see this dude with like nails everywhere in, in his head, yeah. constantly, yeah. consistently, without fail, that's Tizo Touchdown. And his music is, his voice, singing and rapping is really beautiful. It's alternative. He's mixed all these genres together. It's it, sh- it shouldn't make sense, but it does. And it's really cool to see an artist just go for it in every way. Um, and then the third artist I'll, I'll rep is my girl Maxine. She's Sydney-based. She's got this like pop-punk kind of vibe going. Um, we've written together and I also grew up with her in the dance space and watching her develop in the music scene is, is really inspiring. And she's been teaching me a lot as well in, in, in the game and helping me like feel more confident. And I love the world that she's built with, with her sound. So yeah, check out Maxine. Love it. Well, Kenan, I'm such a pleasure to meet you. You um, too. Congratulations on the mixtape. The Heart Defense is out right now and we'll see you live on the stage next year. No Thank pressure. You. Thank you, too. And just good luck with, with everything else. It, it looks like every, everything you're touching is turning to gold. So I'm, I'm very proud of you. Well done. I appreciate it. Listen.